Xbox on. Game on, baby. Wow! Hello and welcome to the Party Chat Podcast, the official podcast of the Xbox One subreddit. I am this week's host, Ross Miller, and I'm joined by everyone's favourite uncle, it's Clay Parker. Hey, how you doing? Otherwise known as Uncle Jesse. Yeah. And the delicious of Cheesemeister himself, Delicious Cheese. You know, this... There's more ways for you to say my online handle than I would have ever imagined. You seem to come up with a new version every week. <laughs> and it's just off the cuff because you can see the notes. I don't even write it down. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's what I was. That was a genuinely. It, I was genuinely impressed. Our Lord and Savory Snack is my favourite. No, I, I prefer your Great Lord. Oh. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. <laughs> So, guys, in the week that the E3 briefing has been announced, what have you been playing? Reese, what have you been playing, man? Oh, ni- nice. You just passed the ball straight on to me. <laughs> yeah, I did, because I had to think about it for a Swing! <laughs> okay, so while Clay desperately tries to remember what he's been playing this week, I can tell everybody what I've been playing. Uh, it's actually really easy, because there's uh, three answers only. Of course, I've been playing... More people, because I can't stop. Please send help. They just released their first update. It's awesome. Uh, it's everyone who's not playing this game should be playing this game. Have you even been listening to a word I've said over the last month? And I also managed to finish off Resident Evil Seven, which was That's nice. Not bad. Yeah. Have either of you? Played I wasn't on last week. Well, no, I've not. But I wasn't on last week, but. You'll be surprised to hear that I actually listened to the podcast, even though I wasn't on it. Mm. Um, surprising. Because, you know, so, you know it would be really interesting to, to, to edit these things without actually listening to them. Well, it's really good. You can got the power to make people sound terrible oh, yeah. if you just leave in all your ums and ahs. So many. Um, there, that's, that's, that's mostly <laughs> so, uh, me. So the then, um, <laughs> uh, but no, seriously, uh, I finished off Resident Evil 7. And it was It was pretty cool. Uh, the ending was, of course, crap, as is tradition with all Resident Evil games. But uh, I was just like, "That's the ending." Yep, everything appears to be in order here. But uh, but yeah, it was it was good fun. Um, just like every other Resident Evil game beforehand, I finished the game with ten hundred ten hundred thousand. That's a number now. Ten hundred thousand of all the advanced weapons, the grenades, the the med kits, the everything, because I got. That I fell into that god awful trap of uh, analysis paralysis, where you where you keep hoarding everything for fear of the big boss, where you're eventually really gonna need it, and then the game ends, and you're like, what? <sighs> don't don't I'm be lost. that. Was there a weapon that you didn't even get to use ever? <laughs> uh, no, I didn't go that far. I did test fire them. So mm, that's actually that's a waste of bullets. Yeah, I was gonna say, Ross, that's actually a great question. I, I'm notorious for playing games where you get these overpowered weapons, and then I will hoard all of the ammo <laughs> because I'm so paranoid. I'm gonna run out of ammo, and I just never end up using the weapon <laughs> at all. Right? Do you? Are you guys the same way when you play games? I am. Yeah. <laughs> this, this, this. No, I'm just spraying pee. Play. <laughs> okay, so I can give you an example. There's. Um, 
one final in, uh, in Resident Evil 7, of course, there's one final encounter before the last boss fight. And I went into that bad boy loaded to the teeth. But you know what I defeated the fight, the second to last encounter with? My pistol. <laughs> I, I ran around a pillar like a little sissy using the pistol just to conserve ammo expecting this this epic boss fight and then for the boss fight it's like i didn't even need it but uh yeah so i I finished resident evil 7 uh really good i recommend everyone who's into horror to give it a try and i also just tonight before the podcast started i started playing among the sleep oh Mm, great game i really enjoyed that such a nice little game. It's, uh, I mean, the graphics aren't very great, at least in the beginning. But uh, once, once everything like this game has atmosphere in spades. The, the the when it when it gets going, the game is absolutely terrifying, especially at the beginning. Um, and so it's it, just for anyone that doesn't know the premise yeah. of this is you're a, uh, literally a kid living a nightmare. Yeah, exactly. Or and are you? you? Or are you? You're like wandering <laughs> through the house and everything is, is so big and frightening and it's it's great. And um, yeah, so so that's what, that's what I've what been the, playing this week. Reese, what was the name of that again? Among the Sleep. And it was on sale Among for half price, which sleep. is why I brought it. Bought, hmm. not brought. Bought, brought. How many languages <laughs> do you speak, Ross? Less than you. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. There we go. Sorry, I'll English speak, speaking I'll podcast. Speak British English. All right. Uh, so now, Clay, you've had sufficient time to come up with some sort of bullcrap answer. Yeah, I was really playing? trying to think of something other than Rainbow Six Siege, but that's all I've literally been playing is Rainbow Six Siege. The the new DLC came out, uh, new operators came out, and I have been playing that. I am picking up the season pass. This will be the first time I'm picking up the season pass because I'm lazy and don't want to grind to earn the characters. I want them now. I want them (laughs) early. So I'm going to be picking up the season pass probably at some point later this week. I don't know why I'm just not doing it now. But, um, yeah, we'll be doing that. The one interesting bit, though, that I want to mention, aside from the siege activity, which has been oh so much fun, oh so much fun getting back into that in full swing, is I was testing out the new beam streaming functionality over on the Xbox One with the latest preview build, and I am pretty darn happy with it. It is really seamless to activate for anybody that doesn't have the preview build, or maybe you're in it and just haven't checked it out. Once you pull up a game, all you have to do is hit the Xbox button. There's a little uh, beam. There's a little streaming icon on the left-hand side that you go down to, and you say start your stream. And it's going to let you know what you want to share, your camera or uh, your record audio, party chat audio, etc. And it worked seamlessly. And, again, it's one of those services that is great because I can go and do that stream and then afterwards, it's available on my Beam profile for me to to go back and reshare or get a link to it and, and distribute it out. So it was it was very oh, cool great. to be able to test that out. It was very smooth, by the way. That I think there's a few glitches that are in there, uh, their their release notes that they put in there, and uh, yeah, all in all, it was great. And I also want to just mention one other thing that I had a amazing conversation with the Xbox support team. 
this past week. I have finally got off my lazy rear end to <laughs> to contact support about um, uh, getting the Xbox One Connect adapter for my Xbox One S. So since I was a previous Xbox One owner with Connect, I uh, just had to provide my serial information to them, and they've got a free adapter heading my way. So I had a, a very great conversation with Amanda over at the support team. So Amanda, thank you very much. You were great, and I'm very excited to get that adapter so I can start using that with my Xbox One S. Free. Plus the free. By the way, free. The adapter. It's normally like 20 bucks if you wanted to buy one, or if you previously owned one and you you still have your consoles, you can just give them your serial numbers and uh, get it set up. So actually, I found that out <laughs> while playing with someone doing the beam stream. I was like, oh, I wish I had my camera set up, but I don't have my Kinect hooked up to my Xbox One S. So i got to buy the adapter. And he was like, dude, you just got to contact Xbox and they'll send you one. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Let me do that right now. I did it all on it my phone. Amazing. So <laughs> see if we did a podcast where you could just like tell all the thousands of people that listen to this. <laughs> that would be, like, great. Yeah. I'm sure Xbox support are going to love you now. <laughs> Clay, what did you play this week? Oh, I played calling Xbox support. That's how yeah, boring you are. <laughs> Hey, I was playing Siege while I was chatting with Amanda on my phone. It's what a wonderful world we live in, by the way. So we, we, we should get uh, the support guys back on the pod. We should. We should. We should. They've got new team members now. Uh, most of the old guard are still there, but they've got some new ones. We should. We should talk. We should talk to them about that. But uh, I have a quick question actually before we move on to Ross, and that is, uh, tell me about the beam interface while it's working because I tried to use Twitch a couple of times in the past, you know, just to see how it goes. And it really annoyed me having to snap like oh, a quarter of the screen. Yes. For, yes. For that's a great, text a great, great, great call out. Yeah. The, um, the way that that worked is it's basically like that picture and picture functionality that they're talking about doing now moving forward. So I did not have the little snap window on the left-hand side that squished my game. It was literally a little box in one of the corners that I could designate where I wanted that box to appear. Oh, you can move uh, it. Yeah, yeah, you can. I think in all four, you can pick pick which of the four corners you'd like it to appear. Uh, the one thing that I didn't see was any chat going through that, and I'm not quite sure what that interface well, looks that's like. That's working now. I've Is got it? that working now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, I'll have to check that out. So, I, I, yeah, it's eight eight segments. You can put it in eight. It, the screen's divided into eight, and you can put it in eight segments. Mm, that's great. Okay. That's very cool. Yeah. 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 yeah I just had literally the little window. That showed that I was streaming, that it was live, uh, and if I had my connect up, it would probably have shown me a little preview of what everyone else was seeing. Um, so yeah, no, it was it was very seamless, very cool, very easy to use. I think a lot of people are going to be really excited once that's officially rolled out to everybody. Ross, well, this is coming to Xbox, so I'm going to mention it. I've been playing Conan Exiles. Oh, you little bastard! Yeah, how nice. is it? So how, how, how are I'm the not dicks? <laughs> I was about <laughs> to say that. Questions here. No dicks have been torn off and flying at the sun. Uh, if I'm honest with you, oh my check back to Conan Exiles interview if you ever. want more. Oh, that, that was such a great interview with those guys. That was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's a great game. I know it's in early access and Steam, but it's an absolutely phenomenal game. I'm having a lot of fun just learning it. I'm trying not to read too much. Um, and I can't wait for that to come to Xbox One so I can play with all you guys, really. Excellent. Yeah, it sounds fun. But, 
How is the brutality of the game? It's pretty brutal. <laughs> it is pretty brutal. Um, yeah, it's just, I, as I said, I don't, I'm not that far into it, but I just wanted to give it a shout out just to see the fact is if you have a, a, a PC that can run it, have a look at it, or if not, you are going to have to pick this game out when it comes to Xbox One because it is really, really good. So. I have a question. Coming soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, coming very soon. My question is, how uncompromising or unforgiving is this game? Like, yes, is, is it yeah. worse than Ark? I never really played Ark, so I can't uh, do the comparison. But it does feel quite unforgiving. It feels as if it eases you in with a, a nice little easy section and then it is literally just you're not going to survive the next few hours unless you learn quickly and I sort of find that quite good well, I mean, it made me want to force myself through it yeah no, that sounds good because in Ark you just spawn and it's like you're on the island prepared you're starving to death you're freezing to death deal with it like Ark really <laughs> just 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 throws you in there so it, I, th- I think it's if if there's like a little bit at the beginning to sort of acclimatize yourself and then you get thrown in i think that's a bit better what i'll do is i'll give it more hours this week and then by next week i'll be able to give you a sort of more of an analysis of of what i think about the game really but other than that skyrim remastered i can't put that down really <laughs> oh i totally totally still love that game it's phenomenal Skyrim is just one of the greatest games ever even though it's bugged to hell still <laughs> but with, with the mods on and everything else I you else, swallow those curse words I really did <laughs> <laughs> you can just wander about speaking to people killing dragons and it's just great I absolutely love it absolutely love it and then any spare time that I get is either loading up Conan or Diving on for a couple of hours and, and playing Skyman, uh, Skyman, Skyman. What the hell that game is? <laughs> Skyrim remastered. It's, Ross, it's just great. Have you just tried? Uh, have you tried uh, Elder Scrolls Online? I haven't. No. You should. Not even at the free weekends. I might because they're the big a big expansion just came out for it. I believe. Yeah. But, if you like wandering um, about and 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 talking to people and stabbing dragons in the face, I think that game might might make you very happy. I have to check it out. It's not expensive now either, so... No. Anyway, will we find out what's been happening in the subreddit this week? We probably should. You're listening to Xbox One Party Chat Podcast. This week in the subreddit. So our dear friend Major Nelson posted to let everybody know that the E3 Xbox Media Briefing will occur on Sunday, June 11th at 2 p.m. And also stated there's only 116 days to go. Very exciting. What time zone is that? I would assume. That's Pacific. And Sunday. Yes, Sunday. It's totally different because I've worked this out for UK time and that's 10 o'clock at night on a Sunday. Oh Christ, that's, that means I have to stay up till 1am. It's different this year, but I'm digging it. it. means I'll have to take one day off of work instead of two. I take E3 off on holiday every single year. It's game really? Christmas. Yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. It's like my Christmas. See all the games and all the, the big publications and Reddit goes wild and it's just a great time to be alive. Like, we should live blog What is not year. better to like? Plus I write for a website so it's quite busy for me. <laughs> I was actually considering attending, trying to attend this year since tickets, you were able to pick up tickets, you know, 
online. What was this? This past Monday, you could pick up tickets. I don't know if they're still yeah. available. It was like 150 yeah, bucks no. for the show. Yeah, I'm sure that sold out immediately. <laughs> that was like two seconds. <laughs> so no, that's uh, would be very cool to attend though if I was able to somehow sneak in there. Um, they also they also mentioned with this announcement. I think there was another one that went out for either Major or Aaron Greenberg that stated that they are planning on doing another fan fest. So more details will follow uh, as we get closer to that, which is very exciting. I know that was a big hit for everyone this past year, and this should be the big year. They have a whole lot more details on the Scorpio. So pricing. <sighs> Specs, more great. specs, what Scorpio it looks like. Scorpio and the Switch <laughs> in one year. Ooh, my poor wallet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Guys, I'm going to put you in the spot. I want, and I've not told you about this before the episode, off the top of your head, one prediction from E3 2017 right now. Oh, my goodness. From the Microsoft conference. Wait, what do you mean uh, prediction? Can't be like, obvious. like announcement like prediction? Something that's, uh, yeah, something that has not been announced yet. Ooh. Something, Something that's not been announced yet. Okay. New Chrome Hounds, calling it. Fair enough. It's only because I want one. I, I know it's not going to yeah. happen, but I want it. Uh, I am going to say, I don't think it's been announced yet. They are going to have VR support with this new Scorpio. Wait, full VR support? Full VR so support. So thinking o- Oculus or? Uh, I'm thinking Oculus <laughs> or the Vive. No, no, I mean, one's, no one's doing Oculus anymore. Did you guys? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's right. They, they, they have to pay Bethesda $500 million. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be. Uh, you mean Facebook? Too? I was going to say, because if, the, if you go to the Microsoft store, they, they have the Vive. They're pimping the Vive out pretty, pretty hard with all their setups. So I would right. say the Vive. I'm going to go for another Forza game getting released. Let's see who wins this competition. Oh, you... That, oh, <laughs> not enough swear words in all the languages to describe how we just got played. <laughs> Man, there could be some really good anyway, ones. Really good ones coming for the for the Scorpio. I mean, just thinking about some of the games that they could be bringing out or announcing for this. It could be fun. Could be very Yeah, what are Platinum up to? They could do a game. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I was just like, "Oh, he went there." Well, <laughs> a wine head still about. Um... <laughs> let's call Peter. Let's, uh, let's get Peter Molyneux on the podcast. Black and white too. Oh uh, right, go on. What else is happening in the subreddit this week? All right. Well, I guess I'll lead us into this one, and that is uh, that GTA Four has finally become backwards compatible. One of the most requested games. Uh, and the sales have gone up 7,696% because of it. Um, <laughs> you know, and uh, the main reason I bring this up is, uh, have we actually ever talked about the GTA series before? Like, uh, like I don't like, recall uh, us talking about it. I know we've talked about Red Dead a handful of hmm. times, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure we've never really talked about GTA no, here. not really. And I mean, what what is your favorite GTA game, guys? Oh, oh that's a hard wait. one. I went I went straight for the jugular. Wait, I have to say five. Wait, and I've played them all essentially, but just because the heist, the the heist was such a brilliantly done thing when they finally arrived, and I had so much fun playing through them, like on countless hours, even replaying them, getting better at each one. And I don't remember, actually, I'm going to say this, 
I don't think I've ever had a better online experience. Wow. Playing the house. Wow. Wow. Really? Yeah. I just like, I know it had bugs and it was hard to get into servers and and things like that, but there's a certain point in, in one of the missions where you have to steal fighter jets. And when you all steal the four fighter jets and you've done a bit of a dog battle, it instructs you all to sort of line up and fly to a point. It starts playing the Top Gun music <laughs> in the background. And I just remember sit, I was smiling at myself and I'm thinking, I have wanted this in a game probably for my whole life. And I can't actually think that anything's going to get much wasn't better it, than this. Wasn't it just yesterday, not yesterday, sorry, just last week, or maybe it was the week before where I was talking about how I, I used to play um, the Ace, Ace Combat, Combat on the PS, yeah. PS1 while blasting the... Danger Zone and, and the rest of the Top Gun soundtrack. Yeah, it's just it's it's one of them things that you just sort of always like wanted to do, mm-hmm. and um, it's phenomenal. And I played the original GTA. I was in school when the original GTA came out, so I remember how controversial and how big that game was. Oh, yeah. Nothing had been done like it, so I've got massive fond memories of that. But I just can't get that Danger Zone moment out of my head <laughs> i've got to i've got to do that i've got to i've got to try that out funny enough i've never played any of the heist missions i've yet to try i would do them all with you please please or if anybody is out there listening that wants to join in let us know because i for sure keep meaning to go back into gta 5 and play more of that online but i i sort of gave up on it at some point uh, i would say my favorite gta game has to be gta 4 uh, I played the living hell out of that game. Um, it's one of the few G- GTA games that I've actually completed the story mission uh, on and <clears throat> also played just the multiplayer over and over and over and over again. Uh, just had an, a, a great experience with that. And I'm sure would love GTA 5's multiplayer if I just gave it another shot. Uh, but what really did it for me with GTA 4 was the DLC, those those additional missions. Oh, oh they were good. Uh, and the, and the Lost the in the Damned Lost in well. the Damned. I loved Lost in the Damned. I like. I don't know what it was about that, but I just thoroughly enjoyed it. And then playing GTA 5, <laughs> yeah, like within the first, what is it? It's like the first handful of missions you've find out what happens to one of the main characters from that DLC. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, man, well, that took a different turn than I was expecting. (laughs) 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 So, yeah, Reese, how about yourself? Well, um, for me, I think it's actually a tie between GTA 2, which is a game that is no one's favorite except for mine. I really enjoyed the sort of weird cyberpunk uh, sort of futuristic gang war version of, of GTA. I don't know why. I just I just thought it was the funniest and some of the most fun to play. And also, I think level with that would be GTA Vice City. There you go, man. That's awesome. That's a really great one. It's just many gun in a strip club. The, <laughs> it's just the sit the, the not the city. Sorry, it's just the the setting. More right. more games need to be set in the eighties with amazing eighties music and. And, and all those weird 80s tropes for, for, for crime and vice and, and you know, that sort of stuff. It was just really good fun. 
I can remember yeah, being it was a phenomenal game. Yeah, I can remember being blown away by that game <laughs> when, when playing it. Just being I, like this, this: I can drive a car and dive out of it before it crashes. Right? <laughs> 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 it was like the first game that I remember playing that had that mechanic in it. I was just going, "This is amazing!" <laughs> was it? Yeah, was it not like the year before that that driver game came out and everyone's like, oh, "Wow, yeah. this is brilliant!" And then GTA came out and it was just like, "Oh no, yeah, no, it's not that good." <laughs> did you guys? Did you guys play GTA two? Yes, because that was PS1. Oh, I played it on PC. Wasn't it? Yeah, I was going to say, I, I played those on, yeah. on the PC. Another one I just remembered about was it was GTA London as oh, well. Oh, that was so bad. Yeah, but it, I found that quite funny just for the little English... In-jokes? Yeah, like in-jokes, essentially, maybe aimed at a very UK market, you, but... You know what, uh, what GTA actually really enjoyed was, um, what was the top, it was another, t- it was not top, completely top down, and it was on the PSP. I think it eventually came to Chinatown, Con- Wars. Chinatown Wars, that's what it was. I really enjoyed that one. Uh, played that a lot when I was traveling around places. Back Man, on my, my GTA knowledge is on point tonight. Yeah, well. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I went straight to the show notes. Like, has he written this down? No. <laughs> You'd almost think that this was a game that was made in Scotland. <laughs> um, uh, much better in Finland. Um, oh, anyway, Angry Birds, bitch, step up. <laughs> <laughs> At least get the theme right. That's right, right? Well, I did the second half of the theme. Let's move on, shall we? Oh, wait, before we do, side note, side note, side note. March 6th is the very last day for you to transfer your 360 GTA 5 character to the Xbox One. So if you haven't done that and you want to do that, do it now. Do it, do it. Ross, what's the next topic? The next topic is that Microsoft's Forza franchise has now passed one billion dollars. You've got to hold your pinky. Yeah, yeah, I know. One billion, billion dollars. <laughs> um, what the hell was yeah. that? <laughs> one billion. No, I can't do it either. I can't do any better. <laughs> <laughs> I need a mini me for this to work. But uh, anyway, wait, guys. Is it now the most successful driving franchise of all time? It's, it's got to be close. It's got to be very yeah. close. Because GT Gran Turismo basically hasn't hasn't had a good game since GT4. Fight me, internet, because it's the truth and you know it and it makes you upset to, to hear people say that, but it's the truth. Damn straight. Like, for me, I think it feels if they've done the franchise very well. And I'll, I'll give some recent examples. Like Forza Horizon was a genius idea to get those non-diehard sim racers into the Forza games with the, the setting and the, the story and everything else that goes along with it. Those who aren't into a total sim can just get fully involved in it. With the full Forza series, of course, they're getting bigger, more cars, better tracks, more photo photorealism. You know, there's only a certain point you can go with how real it looks, isn't <laughs> there? But I tell you what a really, really smart thing for me is. In the day of Microsoft, like, you know, looking to be able to play across multiple platforms, they had a free to play Forza game on the PC and Forza Apex. Now that for me just sets us up for this year with whatever Forza game they're gonna announce. <laughs> The PC audience 
Yep. Unless they <laughs> the go PC like ports going... a one or something like that. Yeah. A... <laughs> Scorpio. Yeah. <laughs> Forza Pisces. Um, they're just going to... Like they've set up that PC audience that they've got the free-to-play accessible. We can try this out before we do a Play Anywhere full Anywhere release. Because although you own it anywhere, you can't play it anywhere against each other, essentially. You know, it's just always the ghosts against other people. You can't live drive with someone mm-hmm. um, at the moment on Forza Horizon 3. But I would imagine that will all be sorted by the time the next game comes out and that'll be a full Play Anywhere title. Just in my opinion, I've not got that information from anywhere. The game hasn't even been announced yet, but I just think that that whole Forza Apex was just to prepare the PC audience for whatever's coming next. That makes sense. That franchise is going to just get bigger and bigger and bigger. Agreed. Windows phone games even. No, let's not go that far. Oh, come on. <laughs> I got all excited for a second there. You guys are going to pick me up and knock me down, I, don't you? I, I, I won't lie, Reese. If, if, if Microsoft decided to put out a Microsoft phone that you could stream your Xbox One games to the phone as a as a as a monitor and play, I would very much consider picking up a Windows phone. Surface phone. You already do that. That's got to be the next step. Surface yeah. phone. But that's Surface the phone. rumor. Surface phone is coming. Yeah. It's basically yeah. just a Surface in phone form. Yeah. That, that I think that would be quite bad. I would seriously consider <laughs> well, jumping ship on Yeah, on I mean, the, the Surface is the Surface is unquestionably the best tablet you can get right now and yeah, uh, very and, nice. and, and having it as a telephone would be really really cool a, a, a slightly large <laughs> it, it, yeah it's a bit large I mean, for telephone. wireless headphones this, you know it's had like this 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 flash of a guy like holding the uh, a tablet up to his face like he's talking on the telephone and then it just reminded me again of do you guys remember the nokia n-gauge Yes. yes. You had to hold it sideways against your head like you're talking into a damn taco. <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> Who thought that, that was a good idea? It looks like a. You, it reminded me of the 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 sidekicks. You remember those? I always thought that would have been a really cool. Oh yeah. Gaming console on the go slash phone. <laughs> I I did Nokia phone that looked like a teardrop. It was the first. Um, a 3G phone ah. that you could get and it had a thing called blue jolting on it and basically it was just a bluetooth text message that you could send to someone within the close vicinity was it like but it was totally anonymous oh like you could send it to anyone if you're on a train or in a nightclub <laughs> what could go wrong and you could send pictures you could do anything so you could just <laughs> that sounds disastrous <laughs> yeah it really was and i was about 18 when all this happened and oh. you'd go to nightclubs in glasgow and i'd just be sending like pictures of like my mates to randoms in the club going want to snog him like want to kiss him <laughs> I'd like some send them to guys because I didn't know who I was sending them to and things like that. <laughs> Please edit this whole part out. No, no, it's just no. Right. no. I'm teasing. An insight into Ross, his youth. Good lord. But uh, I want to take the next story because this is something I am quite excited about. Great. And that is the fact that Cody is coming to Windows 10. And Xbox One is a full UWP app. It's actually now already on Windows 10. Yes, it is. Ross. Um, as an app. Can you, yep. just before we actually go into this, can you actually explain to anyone who doesn't know what Cody is? Thank you, because yes, I'm so one of those people. Oh. 
Right. Uh, Cody is was formerly known as XBMC, ah, which is Xbox okay. Media Center on the OG Xbox. Yes. Um, that was essentially a modified version of them that allowed you to use it as a media server for sending information to and all your media files to. It has progressed through all these years, all these different versions to now get what we know as Kodi. Now, it's quite known in the mainstream public as being a a legal streaming device because there are certain add-ons you can get into it that allow you to stream movies and play games and, and all the rest of it, similar to like people who download torrents and things like that. So for them to actually have an Xbox app as a media center um could be considered controversial if they allowed add-on support mm. because people might want to misuse it yeah but initially all that i want to say about this the guys are coming home you know this <laughs> was developed on the og xbox and it's came full circle back on here it is a solid media player that is fully customizable that you can set it up to play the things and do the things that you want to do it will be a Brilliant addition to the Xbox One. So you can even get a Raspberry Pi, Cody. Yeah, it's like a little everything, a little, a little box like the same size as your wallet, and it 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 does all the streaming for you. Hmm, that's very cool, especially for anybody that's trying to cut the cord with cable companies, yes. so, like myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only streaming stuff at this it's, point. It's <laughs> but so, guys, are you excited for this? Then, you know, is this something you're going to use? If I'm honest. No, I mean, for me, I only really, when it comes to media apps, that is, I use Netflix and I use Crunchyroll and I watch the TV and that's it. Clay, do you use any apps like this? Uh, I actually use, I'm a big fan of Plex, which is probably one of their big competitors. It does essentially the same thing and they already have a, a working app on the Xbox One and that's probably my go to for media streaming within my local network so to speak in my in my house i also a big netflix we have netflix and hulu and amazon um we've we've ditched cable altogether which was we were paying like a hundred and something a month for tv shows that we weren't watching and now we have um you know some different streaming options here stateside which i think maybe i don't know internationally are you guys doing the same thing we've got some services now where it's you get these. Here's twenty cable channels, and it's twenty dollars a month. Cable isn't really a, yeah, well, a thing a in thing Finland. Yeah, yeah, we're satellite. Yeah, you know, and I mean, I cancelled my satellite subscription and went to the UK UK equivalent Freeview, which is just the very basic of basic channels, because the majority of the consum- things that I consume are online. Right. And because my wife and I are gamers, we just weren't getting the use out of yep. it. It was a massive expense that I just didn't need. And, you know, any other options that I have, I have Cody in my, my laptop um, and having it just on my Xbox integrated is just cool. going to be fantastic. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It is really, really in, cool. So. In, in Finland, uh, we're, in the Nordics in general, we're pretty, we're pretty big on streaming because we have such great internet. Nice. And... Uh, the what you yeah right uh, what you know uh, actually you know hu- it's a legal human right to uh, have access to high speed internet in Finland um, but anyway uh, what you know as HBO now mm-hmm. uh, actually was trialed like more than a year 
or maybe like two years, even more, ahead of time, only in uh, the Nordic countries uh, as HBO Nordic. And once they finally got that right, then they ported it into a new app, which they renamed to HBO Now and distributed to the rest of the world. Huh. Very yeah. cool. The big difference between um, Plex and Kodi is Kodi is open source. Ah, yeah. okay. So what you're telling me is I can create my own channel on Kodi. You can create your own builds and things as well, which have some of the... Ah, let's not get into this. Um, Xbox. <laughs> Xbox turn off. Yeah. Um, I hope someone's Xbox just turned off. Now, the big story we have left for end, a game that we get countless hours for and is probably one of the most fashionable titles to release every single year. Sledgehammer have confirmed that Call of Duty 2017 is going to uh, return to traditional boots-on-the-ground gameplay. <laughs> not Guys, wall running. Is that, Thank you. <laughs> not wall running. Double jumping and all is that. Is that going to save the game? <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. You know, I, I honestly... Uh, I, I hope that they do well. I hope that game series does well. I, I have some very fond memories of playing some of the earlier iterations of the game and it just sort of lost its appeal to me when it when it sort of started to veer away from you know the the modern warfare approach or even when they were doing the historical approach it was it was great it was really sometimes gritty and and fun to play online and i enjoyed the story modes but the last few i've just had literally no desire whatsoever to play and I'm excited to hear this. Excited to see what they what they put out. I'm I'm welcoming it with open arms. So, where would you set it? If you if you were Activision, where would you set this year's COD? And hmm. what would you do? That is a very good question. Um, Bear in mind, that's been in development for like two years. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I think a lot of people seem to think that they are going to go back to one of the earlier war settings. Maybe go back to Vietnam, or um, I'm trying to think of what the, one of the other options was that I was remembering seeing. Was it that no, wasn't Desert Storm? Well, wh- while you think I can cut in and lend <laughs> some credence to that to that rumor you just mentioned. Apparently, Sledgehammer was uh, working already on a Vietnam version of Call of Duty when Activision came in and said, actually, no, throw all that in the garbage and give us uh, space world running stuff. Oh, really? Yes. Huh. Well, that's disappointing. That is very disappointing. So it would be very easy for them to go back to Vietnam. Yeah, because they'll still have a lot of the assets, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, I would imagine so. The story mm-hmm. maybe behind that. It's it's R- Ross. What do you? What's your feeling on the this this modern Call of Duty that they've got today? Not modern, futuristic Call of Duty, and even things like Titanfall because it's there's a lot of the same mechanics, but there seems to be a bit of a divide between the the two types of game styles or just games in general. I guess what what is your f- feedback on that? And well, the wall running in the original Titanfall was so novel that it it was I loved it to be honest. Like everything felt that smooth, and and you think with some of the developers that Activision have bought over the years that they would, you know, be able to at least replicate it. I never have ever found that the COD games that had the wall running and boosting and everything else 
and far too many power-ups ever quite matched the original Titanfall. In a lot of ways, Titanfall 2, the multiplayer, didn't even meet the original Titanfall's, you know, game-changing sort of style of play. So I can see why they want or why they have to revert this back to boots to the ground, fewer power-ups probably, and and I think they will go World War Two. like, Dunkirk comes out later in 2017. Why not? Oh yeah, have something to do with that. Mm. That's going to be one of the biggest movies of the year. It's going. To, that's going to be quite fashionable. We already had Battlefield One, so you know you've got to do better and get people back on your side, essentially. So yeah, I don't know. They're in danger. Or just make it like Baywatch. Like, when when they copycatted Titanfall, um, people were able to sort of defend them as as saying they were just following industry trends, you know. But now that uh, Battlefield was like, screw the future, we're going back into the past, if the very next Call of Duty goes back to do World War Two or World War One, then everyone will like definitely be accusing them of, of copycatting, and I don't know if they can afford to do that right now. If you were Activision, I've asked Clay the question, what would you do with the series this year? Ooh. Burn it to the ground. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> Don't do that. You'll Is that your answer? <laughs> You'll upset a lot of people. <laughs> you you could have a sort of World at War sequel and have periods through different times. Yeah. That'd keep it fresh. That way you can keep the, the future and the past people sort of happy. Set a lot of it in the past, but have future sections. You can have time travel. Almost. You go back in time yeah. to the future and... You know, yeah. So the beginning and end of the game has got the wall running, but the beginning, you know, the middle <laughs> sections don't as you go through time. But you know, that way they can find out what sections people like. It could set up for future sequels just in the one area. You, you know what they should do, Ross, is with that idea, they should give you this little device that's in your hand, and then when you hit the the left bumper on your controller, it toggles you from the past into the future, <laughs> and you can see what that setting looks like, and maybe like. One of the areas is on fire and you can't get to it, so you have to go into the future to wall run over the fire and then flip back just in time. You know that sort of thing. It's that would be really original. <laughs> you know what? If it they would be made, very original. If they made a full game out of the time trial section in, in Titanfall, I would be very, very happy. But you know what I think they should do? They should just do Call of Duty Doom. There you Call go. of Doom. So what? They should they should fight Call- demons in Call of Duty. They should go to, like invade hell. With Marika, <laughs> that would be the best game ever. Bri- and this is why Finland are terrible at video games. Bring, bring, but bring freedom to hell. Make hell great again. <laughs> yeah, you go. <laughs> Make hell great again. <laughs> Don't ask. Just it works. Oh, I'm not going down those. You build a giant wall. Exactly. Um, right. Anyway. I think that's all the news. It has been reasonably quiet news-wise, but as we move further into February with Halo Wars 2 coming out next week, you know, I'm sure all the news is going to start dropping on that lead up to E3. But Clay, Reese, thanks for joining me. You're very welcome. And for another week, Xbox Turn Off. You're listening to Xbox One Party Chat Podcast. The official podcast of the Xbox One subreddit. Let's do this.
Clay's, Are you going to ask Clay's dying in the background. That, no, that it was, was Ross, Ross for once. Was Ross. Not me. Yeah. Not me. It was Ross all along in the kitchen <laughs> with the spoon. Uh, sorry. I don't know. With a spoon? How can he kill someone with a spoon? Or... I don't know. Yeah, he's playing Cluedo. <laughs> you know what Cluedo is? Yes, Clue. The board game. Good. Yeah. Yes, that's all right. Just making sure they had that and whatever it is you come from. Um, I sounded quite angry. You did. You did. I'm sorry. Back on track. So, do you think they are selling out? Essentially, like... Sell what? Ross! <laughs> Call of Duty is the most popular video game on Earth. It sells more than any other franchise every single year. It, 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 are they selling out? No, no, they're niche indie underground developers. What the hell? I maybe phrased that I think you did. Um, yeah. Slightly. Hello and welcome to the Party Chat podcast, the official podcast of the Xbox One subreddit. I am your host, Delicious Cheese. 